When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome. Hope everyone's having a wonderful week here after Memorial Day. It's uh, been a prosperous week for us here. Uh, so, again, if you're just joining us for the first time here for Sustainable Success, again, uh, you could also find us on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. Come check it out and come not only like the page, but also come and learn a little bit about our past guests that we've had sharing great content and wisdom to help you scale your business to the next level in addition to taking your personal life to new levels as well. Again, that's Sustainable Success 2017 on Facebook. And of course, you can check us out here always on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Uh, Before we get into our topic today and introduce our guest, uh, we do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, and that is the Social Wow Factor Conference that will be taking place in the Tampa Bay area on June 27th through the 29th. And this uh, event will be bringing in uh, experts across the board that will help to and uh, create a level of influence that you can learn from to scale your business to the next level. If you'd like to find out more information about the social wow factor, that's social wow, W-O-W factor.com. You can check out information on how you can attend. You could also look to for opportunities to uh, not only sponsor, but also exhibit at this event as well. And we highly encourage you to check it out because there's going to be a lot of great speakers sharing great content to help scale your business to the next level. Today's uh, topic that we're going to be talking about today is personal finance is a contact sport. And I love this. And our guest today is uh, Ken Rupert. And before I introduce Ken, I'd like to give a little background about him. Ken is an author, an educator, a strategist, and someone who lives by the principles and strategies he teaches in his financial self-defense training course. He's a second degree financial black belt and the owner and founder of the financial black Academy. Ken has developed an innovative financial wellness program that applies the structure and the discipline of martial arts training to the financial literacy and behaviors necessary to become a millionaire. And as we know, here at Sustainable Success and those that are aspiring to be prospereurs, right? You know, personal finance is a must. Financial wellness is something that is so important, and I'm so glad to have Ken here today. And without further ado, we welcome Ken Rupert to the show. Ken, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you doing? Doing great. So I really love this concept that, you, that you're that you doing here, you know, in terms of financial wellness and really incorporating the habits and disciplines from martial arts to personal finance, because I think it's a really like a marriage made in heaven to really help people shift their mindset and their behaviors, habits, disciplines to building wealth and increasing their their net worth. So talk a little bit about, you know, if you could talk a little bit about that that philosophy in terms of applying martial art principles to personal finance. Absolutely. The whole concept behind martial arts training is to uh, neutralize threats and then seize opportunities. So every is in the middle of a, an attack, right? Somebody's going to throw something at you and you neutralize that threat. Let's say it's a punch, 
So you'll neutralize a threat with a block and normally a strike. That opens the person up for an opportunity to then stop the attack. And the whole concept behind that is obviously you neutralize a threat, you attack to the point where you can stop the attack and then safely escape. In financial self-defense, it's the same concept. We want to neutralize financial threats and we want to seize on financial opportunities. So the first six belts of the whole program are based on neutralizing the threat, or they're known as defensive techniques. And then the next five belts after that become offensive techniques. That's where you go on the offense and you start capitalizing on the opportunities that have been opened up to you because of your defensive moves that you've made early on in the process. And then once you hit financial black belt, you just keep executing. And I love the name of your show, Sustainable Success, because I always talk about having sustainable goals. And a sustainable goal is a goal that once achieved, it continues to achieve itself without you having to put a whole lot of energy and effort into it. And that's kind of what we're talking about. We're taking those principles of martial arts, the belt structure, I'm sorry, the belt structure of martial arts, and we're actually combining it with financial goals financial strategies, and a financial priority structure that moves the person from financial instability to financial stability to financial independence and then to eventually becoming a prodigious accumulator of wealth. Wow, that's fabulous. I, I love this. And, you know, you know, a lot of times, you know, there are some people that may, you know, may not see this correlation, you know, and but the habits are so important. You talked about the defensive side. Of it, and I love that aspect of it. If somebody, you know, personal finance has always been a, a sensitive area for people. You know, this is an area where, you know, sometimes people feel like uncomfortable sharing their situation with others, maybe due to the fact that they haven't been able to save or they're in debt. So, what are some of the ways that people can feel comfortable about opening up and looking at, you know, embracing these types of habits and disciplines that you? you cover so well through the martial art philosophy? Well, I think it, it starts with becoming honest with ourselves about our financial position or condition. Most people who stand outside a martial arts studio will not enter it because they believe that they know how to defend themselves in any given situation. And so because of that belief, they actually are living in denial that a situation can develop in which they're going to have to have their body, their muscle memory, just respond without thinking about it. You would never find somebody walking into a martial arts studio who believes that they know how to defend themselves, challenging the master and saying, I'll bet you I can defend myself against you. So what we find is that people have almost an ingrained denial system that says, I'm not that bad off because I can see somebody else out on the streets or I can see somebody else in a different country who's struggling worse than I am. And after all, you know, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with where I am. The problem is, is when life throws that curveball at you, when it throws that financial situation at you that is, is, is almost unsolvable, you have to learn how to manage it. And if you're not positioned to manage it, then you're, you set yourself up for failure. It's so true, Ken. I mean, you just talked about, you know, we live in a society where people are reactive. You know, it, it, when it when something, you know, excuse my expression, when shit hits the fan, that's when people react and begin to now to figure out what they have to do from there. 
But, you know, being proactive is so important, you know, here. And and I think, would you safe to say that a lot of times people have this type of mindset? I call it a fixed mindset, not a growth mindset. It's because of conditioned thinking that goes back to their childhood. I call it limited beliefs. Do you feel that, like, limited beliefs play a big part in why people aren't where they want to be in terms of finances? Yeah, I, I, I think so. Um, if you think about it, it's not taught really in high school. It's not really taught in college. And I don't think it's taught in the family. I think a lot of us kind of grow up in a, a situation where we watch what our parents do and we learn from them. And if our parents use an excessive amount of debt, we're going we're gonna to believe always that you'll always have debt. You'll always have a car payment. You'll always have a house payment. You'll always have a credit card payment. And when you, if you're able to work your way through the belt and get on the other side of those debts, you will not believe how radical your life will change. When we paid off our house in 2009, everything started accelerating for us. What was going for a house payment, what was going for any kind of car payment, what was going for any kind of debt was gone. Now we have all this extra money. There's two things you can do with that. You can spend it or you can invest it. Most people, when they get a raise, already have the raise spent. When I get a raise, it's just kind of a bonus to me, and it just rolls right into my investing. So it's a, it's a goal that I've achieved that continues to achieve itself because I really have no need for a raise, but I'm certainly going to use it to my advantage. And so I do believe there's a limited mindset because we know what we grow up with, and we have to get beyond that. We have to actually start thinking differently. We have to have that paradigm shift that says, I may know what I'm doing to this point. You know, there's a saying in martial arts that you don't earn a black belt. You become one. And that's what this process does. It teaches you the behaviors. It teaches you the discipline. And you actually become a financial black belt that whenever time you look at the world, when, when there's a financial situation that develops, you're looking at it through the eyes of saying, how does this progress me towards my ultimate financial goals? If it doesn't, then I need to be willing to say no to it and move on and pursue those things that actually move you towards your goal. Uh, that's so true. You know, and you hit on an interesting point with this, and this is something that I think a lot of times people either are ignorant to or, or maybe don't even know about it. it, it it's they're, they're always focused on the outcome, and that's where obviously where instant gratification comes in. Whatever is the path of least resistance to get to their desired outcome They'll take it. This is why people grasp at things that they can get rich quick. And usually it ends up not being the case <laughs> most of the time. But that being said, it is it is discipline. It is a process. And you have to become that, you know, you, in order to become, uh, 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 you know, build your self-worth and your net worth, so to speak, you got to become that as part of the process. Can you talk a little bit about the process? a little bit about what that means in this situation applying these martial art principles to, to uh, 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 building your personal finance. Well, sure. Like I, I'll take you back to 2001. Well, actually 2000. In 2000, we had learned that we were expecting our first child. And I instantly kicked into gear, started thinking about a college fund. So I went out and set up a college fund because I didn't have that opportunity when I was growing up, so I wanted to do something different, and I said, I'm going to at least make sure that I'm doing my part as a parent to provide for the eventuality of college. 
Well, then in 2001, when my son was born, we got thrown a curveball. And this is, what, this is one of those points that I call a pivot point. It's going to decide whether you're going to be successful or whether you're going to give in to the victim mentality and be unsuccessful. My son was born with disabilities. We didn't know what the problem was for four years. But as soon as he was born and we were honest with ourselves that this was going to be a difficult road, I pivoted and changed the college fund to a trust because I knew that the chances of college based upon what we were observing were slim to none. So we built the trust and we were putting money in the trust and through investing in the strategies I used to invest, I was actually able to double the amount of money I had in the trust. And that was a good thing because in 2010, he faced a surgery, a pretty extensive surgery. And that was another pivot point. Uh, the, the trust had built up enough money to pay for the surgery, you know, the out-of-pocket costs and the, and the deductibles. So that saved us. We had taken a defensive position, built the trust, positioned ourselves to manage what was coming. When he had his first surgery, I had to lay him on a cold operating table. And that is probably the hardest decision and action I've actually had to take. In the process of laying him on the table, the doctor was like, you know, do you want to you want to go ahead and put the mask on his face? And so I got down on his face and I was telling him he's just going to feel a little air and you know, he'll go to sleep. He had no clue as to what was coming. So as I started to put the mask on his face, he, he has a way when, when he was uh, nine years old, he would cry out. He says, I need daddy. I need daddy. And he was yelling this while, we, while I was trying to put him to sleep. And just before I got the mask to his face, he yelled out, I need mama. Because at that moment, he realized daddy was not going to stop doing what had to be done. But that was another pivot point. It made me realize that, you know what, I'm not always going to be around to take care of him. There's going to be times where I'm going to be missing, and there's going to be a time when I will not be here. So I wanted to build up as much wealth as possible to provide for his needs. And that's what kind of started this whole process, is that pivot point. So I studied the billionaires. I wanted to know how they became billionaires. Not that I could be a billionaire, but my goal was if I could learn one-tenth of one percent of what they knew, I could at least be a millionaire. And that's where this whole process started. So, um, you know, I, I just have such a passion for it because I've come from such a place of pain, but I wasn't going to let that pain defeat me. That's a powerful story, Ken. And I can, you know, and I, you know, I give I, kudos to any parent you know, that has to go through that. I mean, that is such a trying experience, but, you know, what you're doing for your son is just incredible and and able to really still stick to your plan in this process to really make sure that there's going to be something there that's going to take care of him when the event at that time when maybe perhaps you're not going to be there. And I can relate to you on that end of it. You know, I've always been you know, even though I had my own struggles, uh, you know, growing up and other issues, when it came to money, that was one thing I learned, I guess my father did right, other than that, the other stuff that I know I learned to live below my means and put money away, pay myself first. And then any excess money went back to into something to earn money on that. And, you know, in this case, it, you know, it's it serves like a, a, as a valuable example of, you know, situations where people might be in your shoes, you know, where they, they're raising children that have disabilities. 
and that that there could be circumstances where a major surgery comes up or a time when they're not going to be able to be there, that there'll be resources available and that can be paid for based upon your, you know, your, your, your disciplines and philosophy in terms of putting money away. And the same can be said for people that are, again, you know, putting money away for a rainy day. You know, there could be a time where somebody gets laid off and, and it's an emergency fund and you have enough money for six months to a year, if not more, that you can live comfortably while you're going through that transition. So that that is so, so important. Um, we have a few minutes to the break, but I just wanted to sum up, you know, any other things that you could elaborate on that, you know, with this process, you know, why it's so important to people to understand it. And, you know, even though they may not be facing the situation that you described, or maybe they're not in a particular situation where they've lost a job or something like that. Sure. When we come back from the break, I'd love to talk about the belt structure, because what you mentioned about emergency yeah, yeah. is critical, and it's built into the whole process, right? That's part of the defensive. That's part of the first six belts. And so we'll kind of walk through those and, and really explain to your listeners exactly how the process is developed, and you'll see the logical steps that one would take to eventually work themselves into where they can become a first-degree financial black belt, which is technically a net worth millionaire. Well, that's fabulous. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing that. That that's going to be great. So we got a couple. We got about you know about a, uh, less than two minutes here to the break. So I just wanted to see if uh, you know we can elaborate a little further. Anything else that you feel that could really be compelling to really drive home that point you made uh, with the sto- with the story with the situation you had with your son? Sure. Great. Yeah. You know, this is the thing that people obviously wouldn't know, but in that process of of transitioning to a trust to have enough money to take care of the medical needs. I was, I've been laid off three times in the last 10 years. Um, one time was for like a five month period of time. So having those emergency funds, we never worried about paying our bills. We never worried about medical costs. We never worried about those things because we were so positioned from a defensive standpoint that life threw at me three layoffs. Uh, life threw at us, 11 surgeries for my son, not just the one, but 11 surgeries. And one was done at Hopkins where we had to have his left kidney removed because of a cyst that was growing on it. So he's had some major, major operations. And each one of those, we didn't have a financial worry. We didn't have a financial emergency. A lot of people, when they have an emergency, such as a vehicle breaking down or something like that, not only do they have the physical emergency, but they have a financial emergency along with it. Yeah, And then they can get behind because of having to use credit cards and stuff like that. We didn't have that because we were positioned to do what we needed to do and not have to worry about the financial part of it. That's amazing. And, and that, you're right on cue with the way I've lived my life, and I can totally relate to that. You know, In those situations where you've been laid off or maybe perhaps a business didn't go as planned, you were able to you know, carry on without missing a beat. Because you put, you know, you had money put away uh, to to make sure that you you, you were able to go through that transition smoothly. Uh, We're going to be coming back. uh, We're again with Ken Rupert, uh, Financial Black Belt. Again, you want to check out Ken at financialblackbelt.us. And Ken is talking about personal finance as a context for marrying the principles of martial arts with uh, personal finance. And when we come back, Ken's going to go over his Financial Black Belt principles and steps 
So, uh, you know, again, come back, join us. And if you're just joining us, uh, again, you can uh, hear uh, the first segment of the show on demand, which will be available later today uh, on the Facebook uh, page, Sustainable Success 2017. We'll be right back. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back again. We're here with Ken Rupert. Again, he's an author, educator, strategist, and someone who applies the martial art principles of daily habits and disciplines to personal finance. And he had such a compelling uh, illustration of stories that really uh, drive home how these two come together. And we highly encourage those that are just joining us Uh, to check out the first segment on demand, which will be available later today at the Sustainable Success Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. And again, uh, we do want to give a shout out again to our sponsor, Social Wow Factor Conference, which will be taking place in the Tampa area on June 27th through the 29th. Again, check them out at socialwowfactor.com. And again, you can find out information how to register to attend. Also, if you have interest in sponsoring or exhibiting 
and perhaps maybe speaking at the event, there may be opportunities there as well. Feel free to reach out uh, at socialwowfactor.com. So, Ken, we, we left off a little bit about talking about, you know, the principles of martial arts, how they apply to personal finance. But you have a book that's out that really illustrates, you know, the concepts of, 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 of a financial black belt, so to speak, and how this applies to personal finance. Let's talk a little bit about that, those principles, because I think this will really be helpful to the people that are listening. Yeah, great. The um, So the book starts off where everyone starts off who enters the martial arts studio for the first time. Everybody is a no belt. And the first, in order to get promoted to white belt in most martial arts studios, you have to know some of the history, some of the language of the host, you know, the country that, that the martial art is, is from, whether it be from Japan or whether it be from Korea or China or something like that. And so we start off the book by talking about several different items that a person will need to learn how to speak. So there are some that are just very generic. You know, we, we talk about the concepts of um, financial, personal financial, what is, um, what is uh, credit, debt, all these different types of topics like that. Seems pretty basic, but, you know, it's amazing how many people don't really, could not really give a definition for what they do every day in their life. And then there's some other ones that are like we call the income distribution strategy. Now, that's different from a budget. A budget asks the question, how much money do I have to spend? The income distribution strategy says, what are my priorities and how do I fund them? So it's based upon a priority structure. And that priority structure is known as the once priority structure, which is obligations, uh, commitments, I'm sorry, obligations, necessities, commitments, and everything else. And that's how you're going to structure how you're going to distribute your income as it comes in. So cash flow is important because you have to know when the cash is going to be there to make these kinds of um, um, commitments. Then in order to go from white belt to yellow belt, so you'll learn about the information and you'll become a white belt, the yellow belt is you actually have to institute the income distribution strategy, which is a set of spreadsheets that will monitor and track your actual spending. Once a person can lock down the number of the average spend for the month, the IDS kind of goes away because what you're doing is you're going to be structuring your checking account through um, a, a, a draw from your income to go into your checking account to strictly pay for your obligations, necessities, and commitments. And then everything else gets put into either a checking, a money market, or a brokerage account. So once the person gets working on the IDS and their IDS is flowing and they're not having any cash flow issues, they can be promoted to Orange Belt, which is we're going to now establish an emergency fund of three to six months. Everybody hears that emergency fund, three to six months. Yeah, we all know it. However, there's, we're going to take that, we're going to put that on steroids in a few belt levels. The next belt, green belt, is the paying off of consumer debt. So you're going to pay off your credit cards, your student loan debts. And I had a, I had a student that came to me at 23 and had $35,000 in student loan debt. We built a strategy, and in two years, he totally paid off his student loan, and he was debt-free at 25. So the process has a way of working if people are willing to work the process. Then you move on to the uh, blue belt, and a blue belt is a Tier 2 emergency fund, which is one year of net 
income. So if your net income after taxes and things like that is, you know, let's say you have a $50,000 income and your net income is $32,000, then you're going to want to have at least $32,000 in your emergency fund. And people don't realize why that's important, but as you start home ownership and you start different things, you know, emergencies can come on very quickly in very quick succession, and that can wipe you out. So the idea is to start building up that emergency fund, and then you move on to Purple Belt, and Purple Belt is a Tier 3 emergency fund, which is one year of annual gross salary. When I got laid off, we had that one year's gross salary. I literally could have been laid off for over two years and never worried about making my payments on whether it was my house or whether it was just food, clothing, shelter, transportation, and utilities. I never had to worry about it. I literally could have gone two years with that. So it's a very good, in in today's economy, um, layoffs are very prevalent. Things can happen very quickly. So I always recommend that get up to Purple Belt. It's going to at least make you financially stable. Then we're going to do what's called Jump the Board. At the martial arts studio where I have, and you'll see it in the book, that there's a board that goes white through purple, and then there's a board that goes brown through red scene or red black belt. And we jump the board. There's a gap in between them because we're going to move from defense to offense. Brown belt, you're going to establish a brokerage account, and you're going to build that account up to where you get one year's annual salary in it. Then you're going to start your investing process, and you're going to make the next belt, which is brown senior, is going to fully fund the HSA, And then Red Belt is going to fully fund the IRAs. And the way you're going to do that is you're going to supplement your income expenses that way by building up and getting dividends in your brokerage account. And those dividends that you get in your brokerage account, you can take and use to supplement your HSA and your Roth IRAs. Then you're going to get up to a point where you're going to pay off your house. That's Red Senior Belt. And then Red Black Belt is where you're fully funding your 401k up to the IRS limits, which at this point is 19000 and if you're over 50 years old, it's 25000 Now, most people can't even comprehend putting $25,000 out of their income away. But when you have no debt, no house payment, you have a fully funded Tier 3 emergency fund, you've been working on the IDS, so it's become a way of life for you, fully funding your IRA, because you're able to use your brokerage account to fully fund your HSA and your Roth IRAs, your income is left alone to fully fund your 401k. And that's where we're trying to get to. Once you get to that red black belt, it's only a step away to make your first degree financial black belt, which is a net worth millionaire. Second degree financial black belt is $1 million in total financial assets. So you take out all your physical assets values and you have just a million dollars in tax-favored and taxable accounts. Third-degree financial black belt is just a million dollars in your tax-free or tax-favored accounts. Fourth-degree financial black belt is a million dollars in your taxable account. So by the time you get to fourth-degree financial black belt, you should have about $2.1 million in assets, in just financial assets. So that's the process. And then, of course, we go fifth, fifth through ninth degree is three, 3 million, 5 million, 7 million, 9 million, and then a decamillionaire at ninth degree black belt, which is 10 million or more. Wow. I, that is, <laughs> I love, I love all the different, it's just like you said, like if somebody is going for a, 
you know, martial arts training and aspiring to be a black belt. There's be these different levels, and you gotta go through that experience with each level. It's not like you can go right to the black top or black belt level, uh, you know, from the start. And and it's like with anything, if you're gonna build wealth and increase your your net worth, you gotta follow these principles. And I love the fact that that you use the 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 uh, martial arts principles. Because I, I could, it, it totally relates. And I think a lot of people, even if they don't have experience in martial arts, and if they just know about it on some level, can relate to that. So talk a little bit about – you, you mentioned something in there that I, that I oftentimes feel that people kind of perceive the wrong way. There are many people out there that may have mortgages, and they've been led to believe that having a mortgage is good because maybe they get a tax write-off. Do you, I mean, would you encourage somebody that if they have the means to pay off their mortgage to do so, or should they still keep paying the minimum amount, whatever is due each month? What would you say I to encourage that? People, I encourage people to accelerate it. And the reason why is this. You're going to make a mortgage payment. You're going to pay so much in interest to the bank, and you're going to pay so much in principal to the bank. So let's say it's $10,000, Okay. So if I take that same $10,000, and remember now, the tax laws have changed. So in some states, you know, you don't get to write off as much. Yeah. I know a lot of people were shocked by the tax laws because they thought they were going to be getting more back. But Congress being what Congress is, they did a really good job of hiding things in there. So instead of sending your money and paying interest on it, you get to keep, let's say, 75% of it. And pay taxes on pay twenty five percent taxes, but you get to keep seventy five hundred dollars. Now you take that seventy five hundred dollars and put it in a Roth IRA. You can now build that money tax free until you retire, and that's going to be you know. There's a reason why banks have bigger buildings than we have houses because they got a lot more money. Well, they got a lot more of our money. So the idea is. If you get to keep a majority of your money and pay taxes on it, I mean, if you really want the $10,000 write-off, pay off your house and give $10,000 to charity. That's a better way to affect the world than paying it to a bank. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can relate to that 100%. I mean, I've been, uh, I've been debt-free pretty much my whole life for the exception of having a mortgage, which you know I had paid off back in 2008. So living completely debt-free up now 11 years, it's, 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 it's freedom. It's nothing like Absolutely. it. Like you said, you know, I don't need to go out and make even more money because I got that money now that, you know, would have been normally be going towards paying a mortgage and, you know, or paying the interest on that. In this case, you're just paying the tax or, and, and obviously the maintenance on your own. That's it. So. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Sorry. I was, you, I, quick, I was just going to say real quick that, um, you know, m- the goal of the Financial Black Belt Academy is to keep as much money in the pockets of the people. So when we get to the point where we get to brown belt and we start investing, you know, by the time you get yourself up to black belt, you're going to have to understand how to read the market. You're going to have to understand how the market reacts to geopolitical events. When you, when you can understand that, you can start manipulating the market because you know when something happens, the market's going to tank. Well, if the market's going to tank, it becomes a buying opportunity. It really is a contrarian view. A lot of people think market goes down, sell, sell, sell. And that's the worst thing you can do. And so a lot of these principles that you're going to start learning in the offensive belts 
is really contrarian to what the general public does. And that's going to set you apart, and it's going to give you a level of confidence and a level of trust in what, you, you know, what your abilities are to actually do things. Will you make mistakes? Absolutely. There's not a person that invests that hasn't made a mistake. The idea is that as long as your needle is going from bottom left to top right, that's where you want to go. You want a constant increase. There's going to be bumps along the way. But as long as you're going from the bottom left of your chart to the top right of your chart, you're moving in the right direction. That's so true. And, and talk a little bit. We, we have less than, you know, uh, about two and a half minutes to the break. But maybe and we could continue after, too. But, you know, a lot of times people might look at this and say, God, you know, I, I get it. But it, there's so many choices. There's so many things. You know, how do you what would you say to kind of simplify this? Simplify the black belt process or simplify yeah, investing? Simplify, like the, the amount of information out there, you know, in terms of this. That, that's what I meant. Okay. So this is, uh, let, me, let me tell you a story about when I was a coin collector. I would get every publication possible to understand coins and read about coins and understand the rarity and understand the design and understand how to grade. And what I found was there's this natural desire within the human spirit that the more they expose themselves to something, the more the temptation level goes up. And what I mean by that is I started wanting coins that cost thousands of dollars because I kept looking at them. So when, when a person starts, when we, when we get to the point where we're starting to learn about investing, we intentionally keep it narrow. Because what we want people to do is focus on those, you know, those companies that are easy to read. Uh, utility companies are relatively easy to read. Everybody needs power. Power companies tend to pay decent dividends, steady dividends, and they don't have such uh, volatility as some of the more startup companies. And so we don't want to be, we, we want them to cut their teeth on understanding the, you know, for lack of a better term, the dinosaur companies. If you can understand how to analyze a dinosaur company and figure out of the different power companies, you know, whether it's AEP, uh, AEP or Duke or Dominion or PPL or whatever, if you could understand how to look at the sector of industry stocks or the industry of, of power companies and understand the differences between them, the opportunities in front of them, some of them, sometimes they get involved in mergers and acquisitions. There's all these different things. But we're trying to keep it very narrow at first and build somebody into it. And then we always encourage people, before you do anything, talk to people who know what they're doing. That's going to help them. Gotcha. Uh, that's, very infor- that's very informative. Uh, this is some great stuff. Again, guys, you're listening to Ken Rupert again. Uh, financial Black Belt. You can check Ken out at financialblackbelt.us. Uh, we're going to be going to break, but when we come back, we got more to come from Ken. We got a lot of information here that's going to help take your personal finance to the black black belt level. So again, you don't need to feel overwhelmed. You got this process all laid out for you, and you're going to be hearing more from Ken here shortly, and we'll be right back after the break. Mm-hmm. 
What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back. Uh, Again, we're here with Ken Rupert, Financial Black Belt. Uh, You can check Ken out at FinancialBlackBelt.us. Again, we're talking about personal finance as a contact sport. So if you're just joining us, we highly encourage you to listen to the first two segments as Ken laid the groundwork between the martial art philosophy and how it applies to building your net worth and financial future uh, with personal finance. And again, a wealth of information. So Ken, you know, let's transition now all these things that we've talked about to help people in their personal finance, but let's shift this to companies. Doesn't matter if it's a small company, a mom and pop, a family business, small business, you know, a, a larger company. How could this information, you know, really make a difference in applying this to, let's say, uh, an employee assistance program? So, 78% of workers today have reported living paycheck to paycheck. And 70% of employed people often talk about being financially stressed. 
somebody who's financially stressed is less engaged at work because they're thinking about what's going on in their personal life. They're less productive. There tends to be a higher absentee rate and just not being able to really focus on the needs of the business and serving the customer. If an employer brings this program in, it increases engagement right away because it shows the employee, hey, you're important to me. I want to make sure that your finances are addressed in a way that can help you reduce the stress and then you can be more present. You can be more engaged. You can be more productive. And ultimately, that's going to pay off for the employer. But it's, it's, it's a wonderful double bonus because the employee feels cared for. They feel like they can finally get some footing. And we, we come in and we provide the program. So we do a seminar. We'll do seminars. Um, and also, they're given a copy of the book. So the book kind of is a training guide that then they can refer back to. And, of course, they can always contact me either through the website, the, the contact page is there. And contact me through the website. I respond to emails. If you have a question about, you know, how can I get this program into my business, you know, go to the website, send me a contact notice, and I'll get back to you on that. I also am more than willing to come and just share the program with employers because employers can learn new ways of doing things. They can learn new strategies. Yes, they're not going to be going out and getting a brokerage account for necessarily for their business, but they can learn a different way of prioritizing their expenses and things that fit into what's called a business budget, right? Businesses have to have Credits and debits the same way. And if we can help them do some sort of prioritization as to how they're going to use their cash flow, they can use it more effectively and more efficient. You know, when you walk into a martial arts studio, the idea is that I'm going to learn how to defend myself more effectively and more efficiently. I'm not going to waste as much energy as I need to waste, and I'm going to be very effective at what I do. So I'm not going to be doing things that aren't going to provide a result. And so that's what small businesses can actually benefit from learning these principles and learning these steps because they can then take it and adapt it to their financial realities and move themselves along the spectrum just as well. I think this is, it's such, it's such a valuable thing. I mean, you know, I I can't speak for small, you know, mom and pops, but definitely for companies, they do a lot of lunch and learns, right? Where it doesn't necessarily have to be a lunch and learn, but you know, it could be anytime during the day where, they bring in a speaker, somebody to come in to create awareness around things like this, and this could be part of their assistant, uh, empl- uh, their employee assistance program, or it could just be something in general that really helps their employees. And I think this is valuable. In addition to this, uh, Ken, like let's say, like if, if people that are listening that may be working in HR or maybe you know responsible for making those types of decisions, other than just seminars or you know, sessions to create awareness. Would there be any programs that you would have on, like, like that were ongoing that could be something they can tap into, which keeps them accountable or that they can access, you know, I wouldn't, you know, it doesn't have to be 24-7, but, you know, more than just through the seminar itself. There, We, we are working on developing, um, po- uh, not podcasts, um, uh, web- webinars. Webinars, that would gotcha. help them be able to, to focus on 
what, gotcha. whatever stage they are. Uh, right now, if it's local, if it's relatively local, what I try to do with the small business is we do a one-year contract that I will come and do six seminars, one every other month, and then there's a monthly follow-up. So I also come in and will meet with the employees that desire to maybe take this challenge on because I'll tell you, this is a challenge. It, it, this, is, this is not something you're going to hear it once and say, okay, I've got it. Yeah. This is something that questions are going to constantly come up. So we try to make half an hour seminars throughout the day where we can meet with employees who have chosen to take this challenge on and we can coach them through it. Obviously, our webinars are going to be more designed to do distance coaching. I can also do um, uh, Skype sessions. So if we can get all the employees in a room, we can actually do a Skype session and they can see me face-to-face if we have some distance between. Right now, I'm local to Maryland, southern Pennsylvania, northern Virginia. So in those areas, I'm trying to make myself, my presence known by physically showing up. But if we needed to work with a business, say, that was in, for conversation's sake, you know, Wisconsin or Ohio or, or somewhere further out west, uh, we could do Skype sessions. And so this way we can actually do the seminar on a Skype session. We can actually coach the people. Um, we wouldn't do one-on-one coaching in those situations. It would be group coaching, but they would give an opportunity for people to ask questions and for me to kind of go through the dynamics and maybe pick out some of the other strategies or some of the underlying uh, philosophies of martial arts and how they apply to the, the, the program itself. I think that's very useful. Like I said, I mean, the, this is something obviously that people did not learn growing up, right? They didn't learn it in their homes. I'm not saying everybody, but also not in schools, not in college. And of course, you know, it's not being offered in companies. I mean, it may be on some levels. They Maybe some companies do have it as part of an awareness program. But I think this is a valuable service. This is a valuable service that can help people, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, learning more about their 401ks and what to do and, and looking for different ways to be creative with it, different ways to get out of debt and, uh, you know, and not be, you know, uh, you know, stuck with that that dilemma. So I think this is a, a, a valuable service that you're offering here. Um, you know, in addition to that, like what would be something that you, you know, that you would feel that would make people feel comfortable and open it up about their situations, let's say, if you know, through these types of programs? Sure. Um, you know, the comfort level with expressing or talking about your finances in front of other people, I, I totally get that. I don't need to know. I'm going to give you the principles. I'm going to give you the knowledge. I'm going to give you a different way of looking at it. I'm going to take the martial arts uh, philosophy and apply it and, and give you the disciplines around it. I don't need to know what anybody makes. I don't need to know what anybody spends. If we can get people to self-discipline them, you know, that's that's really the key. When you go into a martial arts studio, the master is going to show you a technique. At at Yellow Belt, you're going to learn 13 techniques. I I study Hapkido. So in Yellow Belt, you're going to learn 13 techniques. Once you learn those 13 techniques, the master doesn't keep coming over to you and saying, let me see those techniques. He or she will stand aside and you work with somebody else that's either a belt level at your belt level or a belt level above you or two, and you work through them, and you practice them, and you self-discipline. And then you have to go to the test, and you have to show that you have a level of proficiency in that particular belt level. 
Then you go on and you take those same 13 techniques that you learn at yellow belt and you learn how to apply them differently at orange belt. So instead of being, you know, uh, attacked a one way, you're attacked a, sec- a, a different way and you have to learn how to adapt to use those same 13 techniques. Same principle. He's going to show you how to do it. She's going to show you how to do it. And then you're going to be left there to work through it and study it and practice it. The only way to get to the next belt is to show up. You've got to show up at class. And so people have to learn how to start showing up in their own lives. This is the finances touches every aspect of your life. And so many people don't want to show up. So that's the way you do it. You just keep showing up and you keep practicing it. And you will get the techniques and you will learn how to apply them. And eventually you will start doing it automatically. It becomes the way of life. It's so true. I mean, again, if they learn how to be present, trust the process, show up, be consistent, it does become the, you know, the new autopilot. It, it's so true. But the key is, is showing up and being consistent. And, and obviously, if you could be present most of the time, that's obviously where you, you develop clarity, you become more decisive, you take action. So it's so true. A lot of things I teach with mindset. So it, it's so spot on. Love what you're doing here, and and it really, really is such an important aspect. Um, you know, I wanted to uh, let's. I like to sum up just everything in general, what we talked about, because I want to leave a, 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 some time to let people know where to find you, some information about the book, and then that we'll have to close out the show. But just to, you know, in a minute, if you could summarize everything that we talked about today and and some of the key takeaways that people could can uh, leave with. Yeah. So life is all about transitions. Right? Some of them are chosen for us. My son was born. That was a transition that was chosen for me. I had to adapt to it. Other transitions we choose for ourselves. This is a transition of going from relative financial ignorance to financial stability and becoming a prodigious accumulator of wealth. But it's a transition that you have to choose to do. We've got a book out there. We've got a resource out there. We have a program. It's discipline. And it's practical application that's going to move you. I mean, sustainable success, sustainable being exactly what it sounds like. Once you've achieved that goal, it continues to achieve itself. And you actually realize that you have more time, more energy, less worry, because you know things are in order. And so this program will, will do that. And small businesses, individuals, you know, if you don't have the opportunity to get to a seminar... Just get the book because the book is an action-packed book that will move you through the process if you read it, take it to heart, and then start showing up and doing it. So, uh, Ken, I want to thank you so much for this information. We have less than a couple minutes to to go, uh, a minute and a half. Let's talk about where can people find the book? The book is on Amazon. It's uh, it's also, if you go to my website, you can go to the uh, media page, and I have several other books out there. I have one called Simple Wealth Building Strategies, which is really less financial in nature, but really talks about the disciplines that I put in place when I very first started the process of developing this whole black belt process. And so Simple Wealth Building Strategies is there. You can click on the link on my media page. That will take you to Amazon. Uh, certainly the Financial Black Belt Financial Self-Defense Training is out there. And then there's some other ones that are how to maximize your income, t- 10 aspects of identifying your niche or finding your niche. That's a good one because that will help you understand who you are and how you operate. And once you figure that out, 
then you can really start plugging into life. Wow. That's fabulous. Again, everybody, you want to check out Ken at financialblackbelt.us. Again, that's financialblackbelt, one word, .us. We highly encourage you to check this out. And again, any uh, employers uh, or small businesses that are seeking uh, some new content to really add value to your employees, again, check out Ken here. He's got a wealth of information. Ken, we want to thank you today for joining us. And again, we want to thank you guests for joining us each and every week. The Prosperity Way or the Prosperneur Way, we like to call it here at Sustainable Success. And again, we hope you enjoy the rest of your week and have a wonderful weekend. And we'll be back next Thursday again with another great guest that will be sharing new tips and insights to help scale your business to the next level, including your personal life and well-being. Thank you, everyone, and have a great day. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.